Well, hello, church family. We've reached the end. This is chapter, this part three of our study in Exodus 21. Uh, first, about laws when it comes to slaves. And then uh, we talked about how uh, back then slaves were not the way that you think or the way that we think in terms of modern day slavery. It's not the kidnapping type slavery. It has nothing to do with ethnicity. These are Jewish people that are under the covenant of God that uh, are just putting themselves into servitude of others. Um, illustration that I used in, on Monday was like, just think of Downton Abbey, like the, the, the people that are living under the, the, the castle or the, or the place that they uh, willingly go there and there's a contract <coughs> agreement that they will serve for a certain amount of time. In this case, it's for six years and after the six years, they're supposed to be let go. And each of these people that work under them are supposed to be treated with respect. Um, they're not supposed to treat them harshly. They're not supposed to hurt them. They're not supposed to do anything that would um, be sinful against the Lord because they were slaves before. It's because they understand that they were slaves to Egypt, that they need to find a radical way to treat slaves that are different. And God gives them that command here that they're supposed to uh, make sure that, um, you know, that, that they're protected, uh, that they get, they get paid their wages. Uh, and uh, that's that's the first part was is that they um, there's these laws protecting slaves and uh, because they understand that every single one of them are made in the image of God. And now on Wednesday we talked about how there's um, laws like protecting yourself when there's you know, there's there's different categories whether you're a parent if your kid strikes you and deny you then that uh, they should be put to death because they feel. Well, they understood that when you f when you do this, when you when you want to leave your family, you're essentially sentencing them to death. You're you're not being the you're not doing the responsibility. Uh, the implication here, of course, is that this is the parents are actually uh, they're, they're you know, honorable and they're just. Was the kid that's being sinful here? Uh, then there's things about laws about kidnap law against kidnapping and as well as uh, the struggles between um, this, you know, the two different parties. When they fight, if, they, if, they, uh, if they're having some sort of conflict and they can't resolve it, then they fight it out, and then afterwards the one that wins will take care of the ones that got beat up. Then it ended with this interesting law about how uh, if a baby in the womb uh, is hurt, then the person that hurt them um, are held accountable. We saw the, the sanctity of human life, that there's actually something unique in the life of the person, even before the baby comes out of the womb. And I argued that the Christians will understand that, and just like the Israelites, that you know, life begins in the womb. And when that is, a f uh, when that's damaged or when you harm it, you're actually hurting a human being that's made in the image of God. So all that, the second category, people that are, are laws against people, really, one another, or, or even yourself, that you're protecting human life because you understand that each and every single one of us are are are, are uniquely made for the uh, by the Lord f in the image of God for the glory of God. Now here, there's these last laws pertaining to just the stuff uh, that people have, um, and, it, and again, this this ranges in terms of different categories. And we see from verse 28 to 36: If an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall surely be stoned, and its flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall go unpunished now actually even before that i don't think of uh, I, I did 26 and 27 but just to summarize that one this is talk about verse 26 27 speaks about how like if a man strikes an uh, eye of his male or female slave and destroys it he shall let him go free on the count of his eyes and then uh, verse 27 is the same thing about a tooth and if they if they knock out tooth then they will go on account of that tooth uh, that means this means that uh, free in a sense like okay um the 
the contract states that I serve for six years, but if the master mistreats the slave, then they are supposed then they're free from their obligation. They don't have to fulfill that six years um, of of servitude anymore. They they're free to go because of what uh, of the mas what what the master have done. It says here that uh, they're free to go on the account of those things, and it's supposed to be a law to protect the slaves, and that there's so, there's no abuse that's allowed in the Israel, in the camp in, in in the people of Israel. Then 28, we, uh, it talks about these oxes that um, that gores someone to death, and uh, they will kill the animal. And it implies here that it's some sort of accidental thing um, that you know you are a farmer, and then the ox goes out and gores someone. If it's it's not uh, um, the owner. Uh, the owner of the ox will not go and punish because they understand that the animals sometimes go all over the place. But here, uh, verse 21, if however an ox was previous, previously in the habit of goring and his owner has been warned, and yet he does not conf uh, confine it and it kills a man or woman, the ox shall be stoned and his owner shall also be put to death. So there's this importance in understanding that when you're a farmer, you're responsible for your animals. So if this, if you, you need to train them, you need to, you know put walls around, or you need to put warning signs, or whatever, you need to do something to ensure that this ox doesn't go out and kill anyone. And if it does, then the then the, the owner and the ox are put both put to death. Verse thirty: If a ransom is demanded of him, and he shall give for the redemption of his life whatever is demanded of him, uh, whether it gores a son or a daughter, it shall be done according to the same rule. So there's like you know they had to basically pay f uh pay for what they've done wrong like they had to restore um the damage that they uh that they've done is basically paying for property damage here verse 32 if the man gores a male or female slave the owner shall give his or her master 30 shekels of silver and the ox shall be stoned again this is uh you know payments for uh the servant's life as well as like um how you know, I think the, I don't know exactly the currency, but basically paying it off of what they would have gotten um, and, and, the, and the animals would be killed. Uh, verse 33, if a man opens a pit or digs a pit and does not cover it over and an ox or donkey falls into it, the owner shall, the owner of the pit shall make restitution, shall give money to its owner and the dead animal shall uh, become his. Uh, meaning that like, well, the animals in this pit, we can't get out. So it's going to be yours. Uh, but they're supposed to pay uh, the one that like uh, that that dug this hole, this deep hole, and didn't have any warning sound or gates or anything like that. He's supposed to pay um, the one that lost the animal. Verse thirty-five: And one man's ox hurts another, so it dies, and they shall sell the live ox and divide the price equally, and also they shall divide the dead ox. Or if it is known that the ox was previous in the habit of goring, yet its owner has not confined it, he shall surely pay tax, pay ox. For ox and the dead animal shall become his. Again, all of this is basically uh, a commands for those that are, you know, owners of property or, or animals, and they're supposed to uh, be able to take care of it. And this is an application for us as well. We understand in our jobs we have responsibilities and things that we need to work on. Um, sometimes when we're warned, and that's like even here, there's like it's okay to get a warning, but if you're if there's a pattern of your life where you're constantly making the same mistakes over and over again. Then there's it's it's a wonder whether or not you've learned your lesson, and this law does the same thing. This here is to illustrate that when people work back in Israel time, the people are supposed to uh, be good stewards of what they have. What they have, they have all these animals, they have all these property, and this will be uh, even slaves, and they're supposed to be good stewards of them. And if they fail to take care of them, if they fail to uh, 
uh, uh, understand that all they have belongs to the Lord, uh, and they don't use it or even protect it in a way that's the, that God commands of them, that they don't deserve it. And if they go uh, go on life continuing, the, um, you know, not taking care of the animals or you know not covering the pits or pre- taking care of the slaves, then eventually they will get killed because they eventually become a, a hindrance and also harmful to the rest of Israel as a nation. And we see as well in our jobs, in our life, right? You are given this particular task, and if you don't do it well, you deserve to get fired. Um, if you, if you, you know, it's not, it's not to say that you can't make mistakes at work, but it's just that you should, you should have a pattern of understanding, knowing the details of the of what you need to do, and then and then follow it, and then do your best to make sure that you're doing the right thing all the time. That's what makes you different. That's what actually makes the Israel so different. When they follow all of these like ethical laws and the way they treat animals and people um there's a sense in which like the world looks at them the watching world looks at israel and they think they're unique because they're actually basically being responsible people they're not trying to pervert justice there's a law that's in land that does by the lord and they actually obey and then they get blessed by it and then so it is for us if we want to live differently we need to be faithful with what we're given you know what, what when whatever tasks we're given whatever responsibilities that we have we make sure that we work hard at it and um and if we fail in whatever area that we make restitution uh, we do all that we can to ensure that we're known by working hard and that's what christians are supposed to be christians are known to be hard workers it's unfortunate during a time of you know we think so much of like oh god is so gracious that we sometimes neglect the idea that like okay no that doesn't mean that you can be lazy um, yes, God is gracious, but God's gracious so that you have the ability to do work, not so that you can be, so you can slack off at work. And this is what this uh, passage is real, as, as, a, as an illustration on how we're supposed to be good workers, we're supposed to be hard workers. Um, be faithful with the task that's given to you so that you can glorify God in it. And as you are faithful in it, you'll be blessed by the Lord. And that's what's happening here too. The Israelites were supposed to be blessed if they were obedient to these laws in the way that they protected people, the way they protected the animals, and the way they protected one another. Ultimately, this shows that, this, the, that they have an appreciation for law, for God, for the Lord, because God is the one who gave them these laws for them to obey. I hope that this is helpful for you, and I hope that as you think about this passage, you think about your work, that you also work hard, uh, knowing that, especially in the pandemic time, when a lot of us are working from home, uh, it's, it's going to be like, an, it's all about your integrity. Can you work hard without anyone watching you except knowing that God is the only one watching and he's really the only one that matters. Don't take shortcuts and work hard and do and be diligent with tasks that's given to you for your good and for his glory. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good day.